Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Fearlessly Girl podcast, or if you're new here, welcome. Either way, I'm so happy you're here, and I'm really excited to share a fun, short, and sweet episode this week all about the three things that I wish every girls' empowerment leader knew. So what I mean by girls' empowerment leader is if you are an educator, if you are an administrator, a coach, a mentor, you do girls empowerment workshops or events, or you are involved in any way working with girls, this episode is for you. These are the three things I really just want to share with all of you. There are things that come up so much inside the Fearlessly Girl certification and the women that I coach and work with in this space, building their girls' empowerment businesses or empires or programs or whatever the case may be. And I'm really excited to share with you this juicy little episode. So let's just dive right in. I'll see you on the other side. Hi, and welcome to the Fearlessly Girl podcast dedicated to creating a kinder girl world. I'm your host, Kate Whitfield, speaker, author, girls empowerment expert, and the founder of Fearlessly Girl. Join me, our incredible facilitators, and inspiring guest experts each week as we share our best tips and strategies to help you make an impact and income building your dream girls empowerment business or side hustle, offer impactful programming in your schools and communities, and inspire an entire generation of girls to be kinder to themselves and each other. Tune in as we create a kinder girl world together. All right, so the first thing that I want you to know is that you don't have to do everything perfectly all at once. I've talked about this a ton on the podcast before because it really is the thing that comes up, I would say pretty much the most when it comes to, like I said, the women inside the certification and the women that I coach in this space is the tendency to be so excited about this work, to be so passionate about this work, to see so many opportunities doing this work, the need for this work, that you want to do everything all at once. And listen, I get it. I am the card-carrying member to that group, the poster girl for it. Like This is something I I still struggle with all the time because I have so many ideas, there's so many opportunities, there's so many things I want to do, And the quickest way for me personally to get nothing done is to try to do everything all at once. Or on the flip side of that, to get really in the weeds on a project and want it to be totally perfect before I send it out into the world and I'm tweaking it and I'm changing it and I'm adjusting it. And I'm definitely better with this than I used to be. And I'm certainly not advocating for putting work into the world that's not good and thoughtful and quality. But so often waiting for it to be perfect is really just a form of us kind of self-sabotaging ourselves, right? Or we're not feeling totally confident or ready to go out there. And again, I totally get it. Been there, done that a thousand times. But the best way to get anywhere for me and for the women that I work with, and I, I teach this inside the program as well, is to pick one thing to get really good at and to get known for. And the only way to get good at anything is by doing it and doing it over and over again and putting yourself out there and looking for opportunities. And it's really hard to do that when you're trying to launch 
five, 10 different things. People get confused too when you're offering too much, especially in the beginning. So to really just narrow it down, hone in on that one thing, like pick the one thing that really lights you up the most. And feel into it here. Like I'm a big advocate for giving your intuition a seat at the table in life in general, but especially when it comes to your business and really feel into all the ideas you have, the brainstorming you're doing, like what makes you the most excited and what is something that you truly feel like you could stick with. And for me, it was the summit program. I wanted to create the best girls empowerment assembly program on the market in the world. <laughs> and I poured my heart and soul into creating this program and I piloted it and I tested it and I definitely launched it before it was ready. Like the first few go rounds of it were kind of awful. Like I remember sitting in the principal's office which is scary enough, even as an adult. <laughs> I was sitting in the principal's office just completely like, just devastated almost because it just didn't go how I thought it was gonna go. And I felt really discouraged and all the feelings, but I just kept going. Like I knew that it could be the thing that I thought it could be. And I did it again and did it again. And those were hard moments, right? Because they didn't turn out like I wanted. I didn't feel good about it. I felt like I let people down, but there's something that comes from just sort of accepting that journey. Like not every program you do is gonna be amazing. You're not gonna feel incredible after every workshop. You're not gonna sell out every event. You're not gonna book out your speaking tours every time you launch one. That's just part of it that happens. And it happens to the best of us. And it happens not just at the beginning, but in the middle and sometimes at the peak of you know, where people are now. And to just have a little bit of grace, to give ourselves a little bit of that grace and understand, look, it's not gonna be perfect, but let the mission, like the thing that made you click on this episode, the thing that is lighting you up when you think about doing some kind of program or work in your community, let that be the thing that drives you to just start, to just put a date in the calendar, to start telling people, to start posting about it on social media, to put a sales page together, the best you can. And I was just talking to a friend of ours who came to stay from Toronto and we were talking about starting before you're ready. And I remember being on a call with Evian. We were doing a big event at the US Open and they asked me for a deck. They're like, that sounds amazing. Send the deck over. And I'm like, Ab absolutely, I would love to send a deck over. And as soon as I hung up the call, I literally Googled what is a deck once I found that out, I'm like, okay, it's a pitch deck. How do I put it together? And I Googled it and I figured it out and I sent it to Evian and they loved it. And sometimes you just have to figure it out as you go. And it's so important not to rush it, not to force it. You've heard me say before, start from where you are with what you have, reach out to the network you have, your social media network, your professional network, your friends, the parents of your kids' friends, we often don't really appreciate the resources we have available at our fingertips. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, I need X, Y, or Z to get started, there's a very good chance that that's just not true. So interrogate those beliefs a little bit and look at what you do have available to you. 
and get started. The most powerful thing we can do is get started and take action. The universe loves action. The universe rewards action. People will start popping up that can help you. People will connect you to other people. It's incredible how you are met and how you are held and how you are supported once you take those steps. So you don't have to wait for it to be perfect. You don't want, you don't have to wait for it to be completely planned out. Figure it out as you go, put yourself out there. And most importantly, start doing this important work because it is so needed, so necessary, and so important that girls have access to quality empowerment programming, whatever that looks like to you in your career, your field, the space that you're in, girls need access to safe spaces where they can be together, learn from each other, have a mentor, have somebody that can teach them these incredible life lessons. And girls are going to be missing out if you don't put yourself out there and just get started. So that is the first thing I want every girl's empowerment leader to know. If you have an idea for something, if you want to launch a campaign at your school or host a series of workshops in your community or run a conference or host a parent-daughter retreat, whatever it's whatever it is that's on your heart, just start getting that ball rolling figuring it out as you go and put a date in the calendar. There's something so powerful about that. I just had a coaching call with one of our facilitators and that was the message of it. it was like, let's just get a date in the calendar and make it happen. And she is. And it's so incredible how once you take that step, everything falls into place. And whether it's exactly perfectly like you'd imagined it or not, you're going to learn, you're going to have made connections. So First piece of advice, first tip, first thing I want you to know is that you can start before you're ready, before it's perfect, just get out there and just take action. The next thing I want to share with all my beautiful girls empowerment leaders out there is don't do the things that you hate or the things that you really aren't good at. And I know that probably sounds weird, (laughs) like weird advice, like why would I do anything that I hate? But so many of the women that I'm working with that are in the Fearlessly Girl world right now are struggling with social media. That's a big one. Like so many of the women that I'm working with don't get it. They don't want to be on it. They truly hate it. They hate playing the game. They hate the algorithm. Like they hate it. Okay. And I get it because I certainly hate all the platforms that I'm on (laughs) for various reasons weekly, right? So I totally get it. Um, But what I tell them is I built Fearlessly Girl, like I built the company, the business, everything with a very minimal social media presence. And I think there's this myth, this fallacy that's out there that you have to only build a business around social media and you truly don't. And that's just an example. So if it's something you really hate doing, you can either outsource that which I highly recommend, outsource the things you're not good at or that you hate, or if you want to have a social media presence, but that is just really not your thing, you can go on to Fiverr, go on to Upwork, you can hire a teenager. I mean, you can find really skilled people to help you out in doing that. And the flip side of that is once you outsource the things that you really hate doing, then you can lean into the things that you're good at, the things that you love doing, right? So if you love working with the girls or you love 
podcasting or you love whatever it is, spend more time in those arenas than in the ones that that you really don't want to be in. And the same goes for the kind of programming you offer. I just recently tweaked a bunch of my coaching packages that I offered because I realized they just weren't really in alignment and I wasn't really like feeling good selling them, not because they weren't good programs, but because I just wasn't excited about them. And I realized this is my business. Like I started this business because I want it to be fun. I want to enjoy the work that I'm doing. I don't want it to feel like a job, right? Like I really don't want my work to feel like a job. And so I took a step back and I just reconfigured some things to make it really exciting and juicy. And like, I I could really get behind it and really sell it and really like want to be in those containers with people. So ask yourself, what do you really hate doing that might be a barrier preventing you from moving forward? And ask yourself, can you outsource those things? Are they that vital anyway, right? Because sometimes we have these misconceptions that we have to do it X, Y, and Z. Like we have to follow these steps. Everybody's business, everybody's life, everybody is different. And I really don't love these, like follow these three steps and you'll have this result, like maybe, right? Like maybe that works for some people, but that's not guaranteed to work for everybody. So again, just like leaning into your intuition, you know yourself better than anybody. What do you love? What are you good at? What can you throw your heart and soul into? And who can help support you with those things that you really don't like to do? Okay. So think about that and Remember, you get to do it your way. This is your business, your side hustle, your organization, your program, your classroom, whatever, okay? Do it your way. And I promise you, it will feel so much more aligned. And and I also wanna say before I wrap up, I know I said this was gonna be a short episode like I do every time, but also look at those things that you really don't want to do and ask yourself, is it something that you really just aren't aligned with? Or is it something that maybe you're not feeling super confident about, or you're not giving yourself enough of an opportunity to learn it or to develop those skills. And so it's not so much like, well, I hate going live on Instagram. I'm just not going to do it. It's like maybe challenge yourself. Like, have you really given it a try? Have you worked on those limiting beliefs around why you don't want to do it and then made that decision? Or is it more along the lines of that is just not the business, the program, the organization that you want to create? Create. So look into that, explore that a little bit. That's why I think diving into mindset work in business is so important. And that's why I have a whole other coaching business working with early stage entrepreneurs, dealing with limiting beliefs and reprogramming their subconscious minds. Because for me, that was such a true powerful game changer as I went from this super shy kid to running an international girls empowerment organization. And I really don't think I could have done it without the mindset work, like the hypnosis, the EFT, the meditation, journaling. I mean, really diving into my limiting beliefs and programming my subconscious for success. Anyway, that is a whole other podcast. In fact, I do have a whole other podcast on exactly that. So I will link it below in the show notes. And um, anyway, yeah. So moving on, the third thing that I want every girls empowerment leader to know 
is sometimes the simple things are really what matter the most. So sometimes just creating a safe space for girls to be heard, to be seen, to be validated for what they're feeling is enough. You don't always have to have the big conference or the huge event or the full school assembly to make a difference. Sometimes just having that connection, just creating that safe space through a coaching program or a mentorship relationship with with a girl or a group of girls is enough, right? It's not just always about teaching the skills and teaching the workshops. Those are obviously so incredibly valuable, but I don't want you to disregard how powerful it is to just listen and to create that space. Girls time and time and time again in the summits when I would go and sit with them when they were in the workshop groups with their peer leaders and ask them like, what is the one thing that you want the adults in your life to know? And they would always say, I just want them to listen. I just want them to listen to me and understand me. And I think it can be really tempting as the important adult in in their lives, whether you're a teacher, a workshop presenter, a coach, a mentor, a parent, to want to solve, right? Like there would be times in summits where girls would come to me or they'd come into the summit in tears and... I would, you know, obviously make time to take them aside and sit with them. And they would tell me about some boy that just broke their heart in the cafeteria. And like, you better believe I'm like inside. I'm like, all right, let's go find this kid. (laughs) Let me talk to him. (laughs) Um, like I, we, I have that instinct. I think we all have that instinct when we see a girl, you know, hurting and struggling. We want to fix it. We want to jump in and save the day. But what's so much more empowering to that girl is to hold that space for her, to see her in that moment and to validate that her feelings are in fact valid and then support her in figuring out those next steps, right? It's not just about coming in and telling her, okay, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. It's really so powerful to just listen to her, to let her vent and to even check in with her. Like, do you want advice on, on, you know, maybe next steps or do you just want to vent? And that gives girls so much validation, right? It makes them feel so seen and so respected and so understood when when you can just give them what they need in that moment. And so often when you create that space and let girls talk and whether it's, you know, one-on-one with you or in a in a group setting, so often they come up with their own solutions. And whether or not they come up with their own solutions, they're going to walk away from that encounter feeling validated and and that's so empowering when you're a teenager and so many of your life decisions are made for you and you you know typically don't feel like you have a ton of control over your circumstances your day-to-day your schedule when you can give girls the gift of empowerment in that way it's so so powerful so don't overcomplicate it don't think you have to have these massive events i mean they're fun like i've loved all the big events that we've done but 
some of the most transformational moments have been much, much, much smaller scale, one-on-one, just creating and holding that space and validating that girl in the moment. So those are the three things that I want all of you incredible girls empowerment leaders who are tuning into this podcast today to know. And I also want to say thank you for for doing the work that you're doing for these young women. I've been diving deep onto into a couple projects right now and doing a bunch of research on facts and stats and things that are going on in terms of girls empowerment programming in schools. I'll do a podcast on that later once I sort of have a bit more of a solid opinion formed on that. But there are some big changes happening in some big school boards and I can't stress enough how important it is for girls, for young women to have spaces where they can be with other girls, other young women, and just connect on that level, support each other on that level. And I really want to see more opportunities for girls outside of schools. I think that's going to be a trend we're going to see is if schools are um, limiting or eliminating girl-only programming in schools, I think there's going to be an even bigger need for girls empowerment programming outside of schools, in communities. So I'm really working on equipping all of our facilitators, offering a whole new part of our certification that is really going to make it more accessible for everybody to get this training, get this knowledge, and start something in their communities because just because some schools and some school boards are looking like they're not going to be allowing girls-only meetings or programming or events does not mean the need for those spaces is going to go away. So I think there's going to be a huge opportunity for girls empowerment leaders to be doing community-based work, whether that is workshops, whether that is online memberships, um, online events, conferences, half-day events, retreats, mother-daughter events. Um, I I really think there's going to be an even bigger opportunity for that coming up. So anyway, stay tuned for a podcast on that. coming up and um, stay tuned for the announcement for the brand new addition to our certification program. I have been working on it nonstop the last three days, building the sales page for it anyway. It's beautiful. I'm so excited to unleash it into the world. And I'll put the link to that in the show notes of this episode as soon as it's live. So if you're listening to it right away, it might not be in there, but follow along on Instagram at fearlesslygirl. I'll announce it there and jump onto our email list. I'll put the link to that uh, below as well, because I will be sending an email out to everyone announcing it and giving a super sweet early burn discount code because I always really love and appreciate when people jump on the new opportunities early and dive in. They really are what make 
um, these, these programs possible, right? To have people buying into and supporting them in the beginning. And so I always like to reward those of you that are quick to take action. So jump on the email list and, or you could send me a DM on Instagram as well at fearlessly girl. And I will send you the coupon code as soon as that is live. I'm really, really, really excited about it. And I think there's just going to be such a, um, really crazy amount of value in there to really help you up your girls empowerment leader game as experts, podcasters, coaches, educators, and make an even bigger impact on the girls that you serve. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you with a whole other brand new episode next week. And until then, I just hope you have an amazing week. And, um, as always, my DMS are always open my contact form comes straight to me. So if you have any thoughts, questions, feelings about any, anything to do with girls empowerment, and if there's any way that I can help support you in making your girls empowerment dreams a reality, I would love to connect. So you can reach out to me anytime and uh, I'll see you next week. Bye for now.